What talent but the ability to get away with something? Tennessee Williams. Man, you hear this bullshit they be talking? Every day, man, it's like these motherfuckers is just like professional liars, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Listen. Hello, it's it's me, Tilo, by, by myself today. Welcome to the sit-downs. Omar couldn't make it. We've had scheduling conflicts. Mostly my fault, I'll admit, but here we are, just me. All for the uh, uh, purpose of making sure that we stick to our schedule. You know, you gotta have your Thursday sit-down. So today's episode's obviously gonna feel very different, because uh, I'm a very low energy person you've probably figured that out by now i mean this is like episode what episode 36 so yeah here we are uh, i did have some stuff prepared you know stuff about like cocaine hippos and things but it's just not fun when i'm just reading like a document and there's no one to bounce off of so you're gonna get some of the uh, uh, uh stream of consciousness stuff who knows maybe you'll enjoy it who knows so yeah uh have you guys heard of the sads because yeah it's true Tilo got the sads, and I'm not talking about seasonal affectation disorder. Is that what it's called? You know that thing where it get turns into winter and seasonal affective disorder. Winter comes, people get bummed out because they don't live in a desert country. Uh, for me, it's the opposite. I love winter. Winter is great. But no, it's not that. Nor is it sad nipple syndrome, which I only now found out about. Do you know about sad nipple syndrome? Oh, uh, that's fun. Uh, sad nipple syndrome is you touch your nipples and you get sad. Literally just that. As far as I know, though, there's been no scientific research on this. In fact, the story has been broken by TikTok. TikTok's talking about the sad nipples. Or some guy, ooh, let me see. I, I think I have the name here. Fairy gender on TikTok. Fairy gender. Fairy gender said his, he feels very sad uh, when he get, touches his nipples. And suddenly all sorts of people coming out of the woodworks talking about how when they touch their nipples they also get sad and i mean like sad you know like genuinely people describing it as homesick or mournful or i don't know i mean if you have sad nipple syndrome touch your nipples right now if you have sad nipple syndrome let me know all right i'd, I'd love to hear more about your sad nipples and how they give you sadness but no i don't mean sad nipple syndrome nor do i mean seasonal affective disorder i mean uh social anxiety disorder and that's what kind of what i want to talk to you about that plus the imposter syndrome you could even consider this sort of a meta episode who knows depending on feedback and how Amar feels about it i might even pull this down but imposter syndrome right if you are unfamiliar with the concept is just exactly what it sounds like it's it's the idea that you god i'm even shaking just talking uh it's the idea that you just feel like a fraud no matter what you're doing which is something that i um deal with like constantly all day every day of my life it's also something that's really been holding me back and i'm sure some of you at home too it's weird right because like for example i've been on online right terminally terminally online i think the kids are calling it now uh not touching grass i've been one of those people for pretty much since the advent of the internet, or at least the popular internet. So, you know, Windows ME, Windows 95 even, I think. I was one of those weirdos. And in all that time, it, I've really never 
posted anything or talked to people or commented or even given likes, done my very utmost best even through the anonymity of the internet to not interact. It's weird. But now, I mean, I'm trying to get better at that. I'm putting out some tweets. Some of them are fire. You should know. And of course, this podcast. And the reason I want to talk about this is because, like many of you at home, I'm certain, my mind is just brimming full of ideas that I desperately wish to share with people, right? I desperately want my ideas to be out there so that others can see it and be like, yeah, those ideas are great and or shit and here's why. And then I can bounce off of those ideas, which uh, I don't do because I'm uh, fraudulent, right? I got no ideas. At least that's what my brain tells me, the little uh, uh, anxiety demons um, in <laughs> in a, a short uh, a prose I wrote once. Uh, because I am that kind of loser. In a short prose I wrote once, uh, there was the story of a little, like, man. You know, imagine, like, Krang or the aliens from Men in Black who, like, live inside someone else's body and are controlling it. I guess even, like, Animorph, if you are anim- are any Animorph fans out there, let me, let me know. I hear it's good. This little man who's controlling my brain, right, even if I wanted to do something else, stops me from doing that. And then I do, you know, nothing, right? Just sit at home, play with my sad nipples, and uh, waste my life in a lot of ways. Although, in truth, there are no such moments as wasted moments. And that is true, right? Think about it. Not a single moment of your life has been wasted, all right? It's all preparation for another moment. Maybe you want to enter the nipple-touching competitions, See who gets the most sad from nipple touching and that's just what you're doing. You're touching your nipples and crying all day. That's not a waste of time. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for touching your nipples. All right. But the truth is that I wish I did do something. The truth is that I do waste my time. In fact, you could probably define my early adulthood now that I'm 29. You could define my whole early adulthood as a series of mistakes and wasted time, which is a shame. I look at other people, you know, my my peers, if you will, uh, whether I know them personally or not, watch what they do. I'm watching you too. You know, you think you're not, I'm not, I am. I'm watching you. And I'm very proud. You're doing some great things. And I just wish I could do that too. It's a large part of why I kind of just quit Facebook, quit Instagram. I know Instagram's important, especially when you're trying to do something like this. Thankfully, Omar is a Instagram man, so he's handling that. But that kind of thing, it just it just really depresses me, and I don't need that. I'm depressed enough as is. <laughs> you know, when you look a- around and you see so many like success stories, and then you look at yourself, and all you see is just a series of unfortunate events. That's right, Lemony Snicket. You come to the sit-downs for all your Lemony Snicket references, I know it. But I think that's the important thing is, and I can tell you this as not a certified therapist, but as someone who has seen at least a handful of certified therapists over his uh, failure of the 20s, that it's all uphill. 
right? It's all going to go up from here. The graph is going to trend upwards. You're going to have a positive slope, my dude. It might even be exponential or might do that. I don't want to be sexist. I'm so scared of this. I mean, it's not like we have much of an audience, but who knows in the future. I would hate to become what Dave Chappelle has become. In case you are unfamiliar with Chappelle, Chappelle is probably like the funniest man out there in my humble and correct opinion. From the very beginning, from the Chappelle show, anyone who's ever, who was around to watch the Chappelle show has probably been irrevocably changed by the Chappelle show. Uh, this guy was just funny. His stand-ups were great. And when he uh, announced his return via Netflix money for some new stand-ups, everyone was like, yeah, bring us the new stand-ups, Chappelle. Where are you at, Dave? Come on, Dave. And Dave comes out, and he is, to his credit, funny still. But I notice there's a, a certain change that happens after the uh, by the second special and then the third special especially, where it's a lot of reactionary things, talking to or about transgender people and the LGBT community and all that, because I guess he made a misstep at some point and became a target. I don't know. He's explained it in huge detail, and I still don't give a shit. But it is terrifying nowadays, right? That just adds to the anxiety. What if you just make a slip-up, and the wrong person with the right influence finds out and kind of throws you like down the trash? And, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes people deserve to be trash-dumped. But sometimes not. I mean, some of the things I see online, and again, I am terminally online, but some of the things I see online is just ridiculous, right? Today I saw a a, a thing. Have you ever heard of the phrase nibblings? Nibblings. Nibblings. Nibblings are what the gender-neutral term for your nephews and nieces. Why you would need a gender-neutral term for your nephews and nieces, I do not know. But the term does exist, and it's called nibblings. You are welcome. Now, you will also not be cancelled when you mistakenly refer to your niece as your niece and not your nibbling. I was supposed to be talking about imposter syndrome, but I suppose this is the real issue of having to deal with stream of consciousness. This is what happens when you don't have a script. I should have written a script. I tend to write scripts for this. It may not seem like it, but I do work very hard for this podcast. Sometimes. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I work very little. Like now. Although now I do have to say this probably counts as hard work as every word I say, even if it isn't being broadcast live is a battle because what if I do end up releasing this podcast? Why, this could burn our whole thing down. Maybe people will finally realize Tilo is just as bad as we thought, if not worse. (laughs) Uh, I am, well, you know, imposter syndrome. We'll go back to that, right? Have you ever had the feeling that the things you care about aren't important or that the things you are passionate about are silly i have few marketable skills i could not 
use Excel to save my life other than the simple ability to type into the boxes. But I can tell you with great accuracy and precision the entirety of the Mortal Kombat timeline. Starting all the way back with the Elder God Shinnok's rebellion and eventual banishment into the Nether Realm, which is coincidentally the name of the studio that is making the Mortal Kombat games post the collapse of Midway, the arcade giant. This is the sort of thing my brain is filled with. This and knowledge, of course, about cocaine hippos. Cocaine hippos being the hippos that belonged to Pablo Escobar. You didn't think I'd bring it back. You thought I'd just leave that little bit tangling, dangling, and all sorts of tantalizing. But no, cocaine hippos. There are up to 80, if not more, hippos wandering around Colombia, and they are being sterilized. Can you imagine sterilizing a hippo? Do you believe the person sterilizing the hippo also fears or feels imposter syndrome? Like perhaps they are not the correct person to be sterilizing this hippo? Do you know what it entails to sterilize a hippo? It is a procedure that costs up to $7,000. It's expensive. And it's an invasive surgery. Hippos' genitalia are not hanging out like the rest of us. No, their genitalia are inside. Like weird, weird monsters. Hippos are weird, weird monsters. But so are you. So am I. We are all weird, weird monsters. And I don't think that's such a bad thing. I don't think it's even that bad a thing that hippos are wandering Colombia unopposed and fertile. Although, I suppose they are working on infertilizing them, uh, perhaps even castrating them, because they thought it was more humane than to simply kill them. Although, to be fair, I don't know how hard it is to kill a hippo. I just know that it is very hard. Hippos are very fast and also very big. They can weigh up to a ton, if not more. And also, they hate you. You specifically. Yes, the hippo looks at you and you will die. You just need to not be around when a hippo is around. So I understand the need to sterilize hippos. But on the other hand, I can't help but feel like perhaps I am the hippo. What if I am the one being sterilized? but not by society like some sort of uh, uh, hippopotamus joker facing the hippopotamus fat man, but rather a, uh, a hippopotamus joker who castrates himself like a Nikola Tesla, uh, hippopotamus Tesla, Hippoli Tesla, Hippoli Tesla, that's right, Hippoli Tesla, that's me, the man, the hippo, the victim. <laughs> Uh, if you are still listening, and I'm not sure why you would be, surely you've turned this off. But if you are still listening, you may also be interested in knowing that cocaine hippos have been legally defined as persons in the U.S. Not that it matters, since the hippos are not in the U.S., but hippos are people, according to America. America, of course, being the same country that locked up children in cages, and then the children went missing. That's right. Did you not know about that? When the ICE, a governmental agency, blocked all those immigrant children in cages, they just simply lost them, which is, of course, a lie. They for sure know where those kids went, and those kids are most likely dead.
if not worse. <laughs> oh God, I shouldn't laugh at that. But the idea, the idea that you can lose a thousand five hundred kids and like people aren't upset. What is wrong with you, America? Genuinely, why are you like? Why do you care more about these hippos than the thousand five hundred kids? Remember when there were like three Britney Spears documentaries or some shit like two months ago, three months ago? What? Where? Where, where the kids? Where are the kids, America? Where are the kids, Joe? Where are you hiding them, Joe? Joe hiding indeed. Uh, yeah, 1,488 is the number I saw. 1,488. And with all of the dire stuff that we have been relaying to you via the sit-downs, which you can contact at asksthesitdowns at gmail.com, I can't help but feel that those children have been taken away for nefarious purposes. Perhaps if Epstein had not suspiciously killed himself, uh, then maybe we would know where those children went, probably into the hands of very wealthy people who continue to co uh, be very wealthy while the rest of us are not. It's just sort of depressing, isn't it? While I stop myself through silly fears of anxiety and cruel mockery of going out, there are those who, far more capable than me, decide to do some terrible, terrible things out there, like castrate hippos or rape children. Yes, those are equivalent crimes. <laughs> oh, it's really, I'm really struggling over here, I, I won't lie. I've stopped and started this recording like four times, I've had to take a breather. Uh, this is genuinely anxiety-inducing. I am sweating right now and will go take a shower after we are done if only to wash away the guilt of this poor thing that I have created. As for why I have decided to make this solo thing about this is because today I saw a video, a video on the internet, on youtube.com in fact, uh, released today the 26th of October 2021, yesterday for you listening to this tomorrow, which is today for you. And this video was a 10-hour long review of a video game made by none other than the craziest man on the internet, a man named Tim Rogers. I cannot stop thinking about Tim Rogers. Tim Rogers is a man who is uh, obsessive, I guess would be the word to describe. He is a man who spent five hours reviewing Pac-Man, a man who spent also five hours reviewing Doom and in doing so, did his best to play every version of Doom. This is a man who does not treat himself well, but still seems healthy and of sound mind, even if he is making 10-hour reviews for video games that no one has heard of. And I think that's incredible. I think that's beautiful, even. I admire this tenacity. He may not be the most individualistic, or individually, rather, individually crazy man out there on the internet sure there are some crazy people out there but he is the most consistently crazy man on the internet and i think that's amazing to take this passion of his and just put it out in professional if not concerningly detailed uh, videos for all to see uh despite where like the idea that someone might I don't know, watch it and say he's stupid. I, so brave. 
it's so brave i wish i could be that brave honestly even this recording right now i don't think i would even put it out i i'm i'm still on the on the edge i'm on the edge i don't know if uh, the people who at home really want to listen to me this is my fourth sit down after standing up since starting this recording you cannot tell because i have become decent at editing thanks to all of these sit down episodes but i wish i had the sort of drive that makes someone learn how to paint faces upside down or write a book or write a poem or just literally do anything other than be cursed by their own inaction and feelings of inadequacy and guilt at their own inadequacy which is much of what my life has become but i do not wish to end this on such a dour or sad note you may uh, not be able to tell again due to my incredible editing skills but i have cut out about 10 minutes of me just violently crying into the microphone and you are welcome you may wish to pay me money to get audio of me crying violently into the microphone but you will not get it no matter the price that said i do cry often and not just because of my sad nipples and or the seasonal affective disorder and or the social anxiety disorder but really just because i am despite what my voice sounds like a very emotional person and i think that's all right it may be even one of my better traits that and of course my incredibly sexy voice <laughs> i can't even i can't even keep a straight face oh no uh this has been going on for quite a while if you have made it this far i uh, appreciate it and i thank you we will return to regularly scheduled programming whenever it happens most likely on sunday which is the regular schedule we may even try to improve our methods of distribution that is to say include perhaps a visual and not just an auditory segment but this is of course for the future and not for now and also maybe not worth it we would have to see perhaps if there was more engagement then I could stop talking about your sad nipples but if you want to tell us about your sad nipples then once more you must contact us at askthesitdowns@gmail.com or via Twitter and Instagram that is it for today i hope that this hasn't been too bad of a listening experience and perhaps you too will find out that your nipples are in fact quite sad goodbye